Today is Tuesday, February 16th. What to know about millions of Americans dealing with power outages during extreme winter weather. And who could see snow, ice, or even tornadoes next? Also, lawmakers' next big move to address the Capitol riot. And the reason experts say new cases of COVID-19 are finally going down in the U.S. And it's not vaccines yet. Plus, an update about the controversial social network Parler, why the longtime host of the popular show The Bachelor is stepping aside, and what to expect from this year's Mardi Gras, now being called Yardi Gras. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. People from Texas to Maine are dealing with snow, ice, rain, and some of the coldest air in generations. It's the worst in the middle of the country, where in some places temperatures are 50 degrees below average. And it's all putting a huge strain on the power grid. At last check, there were about 4.5 million customers without power in Texas alone. Power companies tried rotating outages, hoping to avoid widespread blackouts. The idea there is if the companies cut off electricity on purpose to certain customers for less than an hour or so each, it will keep the demand for power from overtaking the supply and avoid a bigger problem. But since power shortages were so severe, that plan became more difficult, and some companies were actually unable to turn power back on for many people. So millions were left without heat in historically cold weather. And a lot of those outages are continuing today. Of course, the issues extend way beyond Texas. In parts of Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado, wind chills got as low as negative 40 or 50. Dangerous road conditions have led to crashes in several states, and thousands of flights were canceled yesterday. Now heavy snow and freezing rain are moving into the northeast. Tornado threats are in the forecast today, too, in the Florida Panhandle and southern Alabama. And the next coast-to-coast winter storm will start affecting people tonight. So far, it's not clear if it'll be quite as extreme as the one Americans are dealing with right now, but it might complicate cleanup efforts since the same areas could get hit again. Stay tuned. Congress will move to launch a new investigation into last month's Capitol invasion. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the House will work to create a bipartisan independent commission to look into it. It would be similar to the group that studied the September 11th terror attacks, and it'll likely be pretty in-depth as well. It took more than a year to complete that investigation. And in the end, the panel came back with a nearly 600-page report detailing what went wrong and how the attacks could have been prevented. Now, Pelosi says it's clear we need the same kind of commission to look into possible failures by law enforcement, the White House, and or anyone else that could have led to the Capitol attack. Lawmakers in both parties have already shown support for this idea, but for different reasons. For example, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy told ABC News he wants to know, quote, what was known, who knew it, and when they knew it. Others, like Democratic Senator Chris Coons, says this should be the next step to hold former President Trump accountable for inciting the riot since he was not convicted in the impeachment trial. Meanwhile, the FBI is still investigating the rioters. So far, more than 200 people have been charged with federal crimes related to events that day. American forces in northern Iraq were hit with a rocket attack. The attack killed one civilian contractor and hurt a U.S. service member and five other contractors. It happened when a rocket landed near an American-led military base, and other rockets landed in residential areas nearby. So far, it's not clear who was behind this. But both American and Iraqi officials say they're looking into it. The U.S. now has about 2,500 troops in the country with a mission to mentor the Iraqi troops. 
A White House spokesman said President Biden has been briefed on this attack. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken put out a statement saying he's outraged. He says the U.S. will support all efforts to hold those responsible accountable. To be continued. The coronavirus pandemic seems to be improving in the U.S. The average daily number of new COVID-19 cases dipped below 100,000 in recent days. And that's a big shift. Until now, we had not seen daily numbers below six figures since November 4th. Health experts say they know what's behind it, too, and it's actually not vaccines. They tell CNN there's evidence people are starting to do a better job with mask wearing and social distancing. Plus, the effects of holiday gatherings are starting to wear off. And in some communities, a lot of people have gotten COVID-19 already, giving them at least some protection against another infection. Of course, experts say that doesn't mean it's time to ease up. As the new CDC director points out, cases are still about two and a half times higher than what we saw over the summer. And sadly, the daily COVID-19 death toll is still high. Vaccines are expected to help a lot, though. But of course, it's going to take a while to get enough people vaccinated to see a real difference in numbers. We have much more news still ahead, but first, this episode is made possible thanks to Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks was created because of a lack of science behind leading blue light blocking glasses. So they got to work and created three specific lenses for daytime, nighttime, and color therapy that actually aligned with what peer-reviewed academic research was suggesting. For example, Blue Block says its Sleep Plus lens is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for after sunset use, meant to improve sleep, reduce anxiety, and relax you. I've been wearing these when working right before bed, and I do notice a difference. And other options include the blue light lens that is the clear lens made for people who work under artificial light during the day, and that can help with things like headaches and digital eye strain. So learn more about all the options and the different styles and get 20% off your order at blueblocks.com slash newsworthy. That's blue blocks spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash newsworthy. Blueblocks.com slash newsworthy to get 20% off your order. Okay, now back to the news. The controversial social network Parler is relaunching. The company says the 20 million people who already have existing accounts will be able to sign in and use the platform this week. And next week, new users will be able to sign up. Now, this comes more than a month after the social network went dark. Remember, Amazon Web Services stopped hosting the platform, saying the company allowed its posts to incite violence. Well, that knocked Parler completely offline and left it scrambling for a new web hosting firm. And now it's apparently found one. A Los Angeles area company called SkySilk has picked it up. But while the website goes back online this week, you still cannot download the app in the Google and Apple app stores. Both tech giants say Parler allowed posts that encouraged violence and they banned it. At this point, they say they'll only bring it back if Parler shows it can effectively moderate content. Parler hasn't commented about those efforts recently, but one investor has said in the past the platform would not be giving in to the tech company's demands. Still, new community guidelines were posted on Parler's website, saying it will not be used as a tool for crime. Facebook is reportedly building an Android smartwatch. Sources tell the news site the information. The watch will let users send messages. It'll also have a bunch of health and fitness features. For example, it'll apparently be able to connect with other fitness products like Peloton bikes. And in typical Facebook fashion, it'll let you connect with your friends or maybe a trainer so you can track your workouts together. It'll be a standalone device, meaning it'll hook up to cellular networks without needing a smartphone. Facebook reportedly plans to begin selling the device next year, although the company so far has not made any official announcement. 
Yet another car company is vowing to go completely electric. This time, it's Jaguar. The luxury vehicle brand says it plans to be all electric by 2025. And there's more. The same company owns Land Rover SUVs, and it says there will be a new electric version released in 2024. Of course, this marks just the latest shift away from gas-burning cars. Last month, GM said all of its light-duty vehicles, like cars, SUVs, and vans, will be electric by 2035. And industry experts said other automakers would likely follow suit. The longtime host of the hit ABC show The Bachelor, Chris Harrison, is taking a break from the reality show. Harrison says he's stepping aside for what he called a period of time. But he did not get more specific than that. The reason? Well, he defended one of the show's current contestants, Rachel Kirkconnell. She apparently attended an antebellum plantation-themed fraternity formal back in 2018, and photos of it recently resurfaced. It stirred up a lot of controversy. Antebellum-era celebrations have been widely criticized for roots in slavery and racism, and have used Confederate flags for decorations. But Harrison pushed back during an interview with Extra Correspondent and the first Black Bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. He basically said there should be more understanding because people may not have known a few years ago that it was inappropriate to go to an event like that as much as they know now in 2021. Well, that did not go over well and stirred up a lot of backlash against The Bachelor franchise and its host. Harrison has since apologized, saying, quote, by excusing historical racism, I defended it. Now Harrison is off the show for a while and there's no word yet when he's coming back. The contestant, Rachel Kirkconnell, has also since apologized. She now says she was ignorant and promised to continue to learn how to be anti-racist in the future. Well, today is Mardi Gras, also known as Fat Tuesday. As you know, the holiday is usually celebrated with massive parades, costumes, and tons of eating and drinking. And New Orleans, Louisiana is typically the epicenter of it all here in the U.S., Of course, the pandemic is throwing a wrench in the plans this year. New Orleans shut down its bars and limited liquor sales. Parades and large gatherings are also banned. But celebrations will go on, just in a different way. Thousands of people have decorated their homes to look like Mardi Gras parade floats. They're calling it Yardi Gras. There's even an online map so people can drive from home to home and check out the elaborate displays. They really are elaborate, too. Some people hired out-of-work artists or rented props from float companies as a way to try to help those who rely on Mardi Gras business each year. And that's it for the main news today, but now it's time for Trivia Tuesday, when we ask a different trivia question every week. And this week, we're keeping up with the theme of Mardi Gras. But first, thanks to our sponsor, FitBod. You know that feeling when you don't really want to work out, but then once you get going, you're so happy you did? I know I do. Well, no matter how tough your fitness goals may seem, FitBod helps you build and maintain the habit with a dynamic program that learns from past workouts and then adjusts as you go. In fact, they'll help you get a stronger start to the year with 25% off a FitBod membership now through February 28th. And I love that FitBod gets it, that not everyone's workout should look the same. Location, intensity, pace, it can all vary. But FitBod creates a program based on your unique body experience and environment. I love that when I get some extra at-home workout equipment, I can just update the app and my workout updates too. And the app has clear, easy-to-follow instructions for the exercises and even offers HD video tutorials if needed. So build the momentum to carry your fitness journey through the rest of the year with FitBod. Get 25% off a membership when you sign up now through February 28th at fitbod.me slash newsworthy. That's 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash newsworthy. Okay, now back to Trivia Tuesday. Today's trivia question is, in what year did New Orleans hold its first Mardi Gras parade? 
You can answer this week's question in our quiz posted to Instagram stories. Just find and follow us on Instagram at NewsworthyPod to play along. As for last week's trivia question, Eminem stands for what two last names? The answer is Mars and Murray. Yes, those are the last names of the two people who created Eminem's, Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray. Both had connections in the candy business already through their parents. It was actually Mars who saw soldiers in Spain eating hard-shelled chocolates during the Spanish Civil War. And he liked the idea because the hard shell prevented the chocolate from melting. So after he returned to the States, he decided to team up with Murray and the two put their own spin on the candy. The result was M&Ms as we know them today. And to this day, an M is printed on almost every one. Blank M&M's sit on a conveyor belt and roll through a machine where the letter is gently pressed on. The printer can apparently stamp some two and a half million M&M's an hour. Shout out to Emily, Sarah, Kel, Taylor, Lydia, Ellen, Ray, and everyone who played along on Instagram. Thanks again for listening today and sharing the newsworthy with friends, family, and coworkers. We appreciate you, and we'll be back with more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.